Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Orca Coors. Make this summer the coolest summer ever with Orca Coors. They have something for everyone with American-made, lifetime-guaranteed hard-side coolers to stainless steel whiskey-barreled tumblers for an elevated drinking experience. And I have to tell you, you would be the envy of anyone in your neighborhood. I just went camping. These coolers keep your ice brand new for days. I mean, I got ice in the cooler before I left. It still looked the same four days later when I was on my way home. This stuff is awesome. I love those whiskey barrel tumblers. They're great by the fire. They are great with a barbecue. Use code DADSEASON, that's D-A-D-S-E-A-S-O-N for 20% off your order. That's anything. That is the tumbler. That is the cooler. That's the accessories. That's the clothes. Whatever you want, go to orcacoolers.com for all of life's adventures. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. I could talk about this forever. You already know the drill. If you need awesome laser edge glassware at wholesale prices and you are a bourbon group, you are a store, you're a distillery, you got to talk to the folks at distilleryproducts.com. Reach out to me. I would be happy to get you in touch with them. They have amazing prices and do amazing work at distilleryproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action 24 7.com you want action get in on the action with tennessee's only sports book by tennesseans for tennesseans and if you use code dads 100 they will match up to 400 dollars of your first deposit there's a lot going on this week the preds are out of the playoffs but the grizz are still in the nba playoffs and if you haven't noticed action 24 7 is always boosting the local teams to win these boosts can be found under the actions action tab in the app on the website the college baseball regionals are also this weekend there's nba playoff insurance and nba player props don't forget to go to action247.com and use code dads 100 okay zeke so i go away for a weekend with no power no water all that kind of stuff no accoutrements and a cyber attack has hobbled the meat supply what the hell happened I feel like you should have used that as your pickup line when you first got to the woods with the wife. <laughs> a cyber attack has hobbled my meat supply. Maybe not yours. I meant just like the the general publics and the perception of JBS, the country's top beef producer and its second largest producer of pork suffered a cyber attack and there were shutdowns at company plants in the United States and globally. This is crazy. You don't seem to care about this as much as I do. I mean, I saw a thing about it, but I also, from what little bit I read and inferred off a group chat, was simply it was the same premise as the gasoline thing, which ended up being much more short-lived than people expected or the media buzz around it was. So, you know, it's kind of the old adage of, uh, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Well, beef prices were already up 6.1% during the 17 weeks ending May 1st compared to the same stretch the year prior. So beef is already up. I feel like places are going to use this as an opportunity to get some cash back that they might not have had from before. I'm just a little bit scared. I don't want my meat to go up. I mean inversely i was thinking you just waited about three days too late to you know unroll this whole (laughs) package for lack of better words i mean there's a scarcity an amazing view your meat's up i don't see how this vacation would have ended badly
everyone. My name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. Now, Zeke, going back to your earlier point in the cold open, there was a tiny home. The tiny home had a loft. The dog slept in the tiny home. My wife and daughter slept in the tiny home, and I slept in a tent outside. So there you go. There's your answer. You're not paying attention to me. I could say all sorts of stuff in your ear and you would not know it. Oh no, I heard it all. I, I even had the comeback of, I don't see why you're complaining about this. You could have unloaded your entire spiel once the kid had gone to bed. And then you know what? Sorry, babe. No cuddle time. No room for me. Gonna go hunker down in my tent now. See ya. I'm not complaining. It was great. I mean, I put that picture up on Instagram. I zipped the tent open Monday morning at like 5.50 and I looked outside and the sky was just gorgeous and it had mountains behind it, but it was the most amazing thing. They didn't put me up or anything. We just happened to find this place in Grandview, Tennessee. Check out Lemon Lane Farm. Again, nothing changed hands here. I just had a really good time there. Great people. The view it was just killer. Like no power, no electricity. There was a bucket that you went to the bathroom in with a bag in it. So nothing that was, it's called like a duty bags or something like there's camping waste bags. It's a bag within a bag. So there's this like heavy duty plastic and then the lighter plastic. And then what you do is you fold that heavy duty plastic over and seal it up and it's biodegradable. They don't do like latrines anymore. No, there wasn't. I mean, it's been a minute since I've been to scout camp, but I mean, we just had latrines. I think that's what you called them. There was an outhouse yeah. with a toilet and then like a, within the toilet was a, um, I mean, it was a wooden cutout with this, a toilet seat on top. And then within the toilet was like a Home Depot bucket with this bag on it. Oh, no, no, no. Like these were, they were like dug out. Like somebody came in there you know, with like a backhoe. Oh no, nothing like that. But, and, and like dug out something deep and there was concrete involved. And I mean, it was meant to hold whatever for many, many, many years. No. So this was temporary and only for the duration of your stay. And then there was a five gallon jug of water waiting for us. And then there was some water in rain shower bags in case we wanted to take a shower. I had a whole bunch of wilderness wipes. So I was good to go. Oh, you should have told me. I've still got that pack of, uh, oh, what are they called? They're called like man wipes or something. Remember Bivens left them <laughs> the weekend we did all the wolf pack picks. Is it like, here, though. You should have told me. Is it like dude wipes or something? I think it's the same premise, but I don't, I don't think that's the brand. I think it's a different brand. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe back to the latrine thing. Maybe the EPA banned that. <laughs> I could see that be one of those things that was like normal back then. And now they're like, uh, son, do you want to get your ass fined by the EPA? Like what? It's just a little shit. I could definitely see that getting banned, but it was a great time. I mean, the good thing now, this is a plug, but this is the truth. I had my Orca cooler and Again, I want to remind everybody for the month of June, the 20% off code has changed. Yes, we talked about it in the open with the ads, but it is now dad season. Dad season, all one word for 20% off in the month of June. But is that two S's or one like dad's season or dad season? Dad season singular. So D-A-D-S-E-A-S-O-N, dad season. You really gave a long answer there. 
I wanted to make sure it was clear. But anyways, I loaded up this cooler and it stayed cold the whole time, but a whole bunch of meat in the cooler, a whole bunch of drinks, all sorts of stuff in the orcas, loaded up the truck and had a great time at this farm. Sleeping in a tent was great. I had been dying to go tent camping and the rest of my family isn't necessarily down to go tent camping with me so this was like the best of both worlds because i could go tent camping and they were in a bed in a loft in the tiny house yeah it reminds me i meant to ask what in the sam hell are you gonna do with all this camping gear you i assume you bought i mean i kept seeing all this random shit in pictures and i mean it was you know similar stuff i we know we had growing up in the scouts but i mean that was stuff that the the troop bought and you know are we all split the cost evenly or whatever like you got a bunch of shit you might use what one time a year at best and then you got to store it because it's all big and like metal and junky i mean what in the hell what are you talking about just the grill grate that thing you had some kind of like something you made you had some coffee thing you put on it some other something you put on there i mean it looked like a lot of stuff to barely use and take up a lot of space no so there was a kettle i basically have a bin yeah, in- that thing that, that that that's what i'm talking about yeah so i have a bin in the garage and it's been there and it's been there for years i have a tent i have three sleeping bags i have two floor mats i have the kettle the griddle and the little coffee press it folds into itself so it's only the size of a cup and it's a travel coffee press interesting you know what uh what ain't been in the garage in years my truck <laughs> yo truck <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i bought this house and you're standing in there while you're building the damn thing and you're like oh this garage looks huge you buy the house close on the house i go to drive my truck in i go shit's too big i can't fit it and i don't even have it raised or anything it's just a regular f-150 it's way too big for the garage well, I was just pointing out all the, uh, the other stuff you you seem to be stored in there as well. So I, I think you were damned if you do, damned if you don't with the uh, the truck size there. No, we're getting rid of all that other stuff. It was we with the. That's fi- what I was talking about. All the camping shit. Oh no! Yeah, you just rattled off a whole list of stuff. It's in a bin that's on the shelf. It's not taking up any more space than anything else is in there. I mean, you want to find something here, but again, you're stretching. Oh, I was just I was just surprised you had that much. I'm like, man, we just got like a bunch of like cast iron looking or metal at least semi heavy duty like camping shit to go one time a year or something at most i love camping it's also because sometimes i do it in the backyard i would go more if i could i I really want to get a camper that's kind of my goal right now i thought about like getting property someplace i'd rather just have a camper and go see a whole bunch of different places and just be able to go drive to a campground park it doesn't even need to be like extravagant you know you could get ones that have like laundry in there like they have a washer dryer all that i'm like no let me rough it a little bit just need a bed and a place to make food and i'm good i mean i was gonna say at least with i think most campers you'd be able to use like a normal bathroom and you just have to go empty it out every so often oh 100 percent. and you get a shower which the shower is is clutch i didn't think most campers had a shower not like a toe behind like one of those that goes on a, a hitch. Yeah, a lot of them have baths. Really? Yeah. I mean, no, no. A bathroom. I see a shower. I don't think so. Oh, a lot of them indoors. have full showers. I'm telling you. Like the ones that sit in like the bed of a truck, or you pull behind on a simple hitch. They have like the one little bed that fold out, like the little metal looking. Like they're not an airstream, like a bubble though. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you're talking about like the smaller teardrops or something like that. 
Yeah. No, you get like a medium sized one and there's going to be a, a double bunk bed with a queen bed. And then you'll have a little kitchenette and you'll have a bathroom with a shower and a, a toilet. Those aren't made for people that are our size. You deal with it anyways. <laughs> You're going to deal with being stuck and having to get pulled out of there. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in the bed. I'm not going in the bunk bed. Ever tell you about the big kid living with in pharmacy school one year? No. We had two bathrooms and one was just a, a dump, which for that place to be called a dump was a, a dump. But it also had like this tiny ass shower and he was a big old boy. I mean, I think his waist size was like 42 when he was on the lean side of things. But we stuck his big ass in this dumpy bathroom because none of us wanted to use it. <laughs> so everybody's like, how in the hell does he use this shower? I'm like, oh, it's simple. He just takes liquid soap and after he turns on the water, he sprays on all three sides of the shower, walks in with his arms up, and then just does like a full 270 turn back and forth three or four times. And then he's so lubed up and he's clean, he can get back out of there. <laughs> I mean, people would believe this shit too. They'd be like, can we see it? I'm like, you want to see him in the shower? <laughs> That's totally like something you would perpetuate and this poor kid <laughs> now has a reputation of lubing up the shower. I mean, his name was Fat Brad. Where was it going to go from there? Oh, you've talked about Fat Brad before on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people, that's a throwback. You haven't talked about Fat Brad in about six months, but <laughs> people that have listened for a while love the chronicles of Fat Brad. <laughs> Man, that kid. All right, well, we have put in a significant amount of BS on this show. We have done our BS quota. Anybody who says they did not get their money's worth, which is nothing, because we do <laughs> not charge our listeners, you got your money's worth today. Let's talk about Frey Ranch Whiskey, and this is out of Nevada. And if you go to the website, it says, Welcome to Frey Ranch where the know-how of 165 years of farming and custom state-of-the-art distilling methods blend into every bottle of our sustainable Nevada-born bourbon. In our lush farm oasis nestled in the Lake Tahoe watershed, each of our slow-grown grains are an heirloom and a point of pride specifically grown for our non-chill-filtered 90-proof bourbon. Grown, distilled, matured, and bottled on site, this is a new generation of Frey that is more than a ranch, but a true farm distillery in this 36th state of the USA, raising a whiskey of the land. What was the 36th part? It's the 36th state, Nevada. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> I'm like, there's more than 36, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so it is uh, farmed and distilled by Colby Frey. This is a 45% ABV, 90 proof mash bill of non-GMO corn, winter cereal rye, winter wheat, and two-row barley. It is non-chill filtered straight bourbon aged for four years. The MSRP is $49.99. I also want to mention they, in advance of Father's Day, have partnered with Colby Frey's childhood best friend and Tahoe Timber founder, Mike Wilhelm, to create limited edition wallets and whiskey cigar flight trays handcrafted from Frey Ranch bottles. So this partnership was inspired by Colby and Mike growing up in Fallon, Nevada, just east of the Sierra Nevada mountains, and are now both dads themselves. Using Tahoe Timber, they've created a thoughtful product 
using their like-minded commitment to sustainability. You can find these at tahotimber.com. That is tahotimber.com. And they sent us some. I will tell you that I am using that wallet. Surprisingly enough, it is a wooden wallet. I was a little worried about having a wooden wallet. I like it a lot. It's got the rubber band, like, but it's not a rubber band. It's a fabric kind of rubber band thing on the back for your money. And then it's got a place where you could slide in like eight to 10 cards and has a little rubber strap there to, to keep them in there. And I've really enjoyed the thing. I, it's not as bulky as my old wallet was. I've been, I legitimately have been using this as my wallet for the past week. I, I don't have any doubts because I certainly never saw any picture or mention of this until now. <laughs> well, I did tell you the cigar tray was yours and I had it in a box of stuff that I'm ready to bring up to you. Oh, I remember you bringing that up. And that's why I'm like, oh, that's why he randomly was like, hey, you need a cigar thing? Do, do, do. Yeah, that was the the passive way of you feeling bad about already cherry picking what you wanted out of the box. And then, oh, did, did you want one of these? Uh, we, we, we got some. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I just figured we got it. Let's split it into two. But if you really want a wallet, I'll <laughs> I'll buy you a wallet for Father's Day. No, I'm good. I, I I am slowly on the the hunt. The uh the one that I've had, I, I man, I think I've had this thing since '07. It's finally uh I keep thinking it's getting on its last leg, but it it keeps fighting the good fight. So I think I'm good for a little while longer. You got to remember, the dogs ate my wallet, so I had been on the hunt for a new one anyway. Well, if you wouldn't eat their food, they wouldn't have to eat your wallet. I am not eating their food. They got the puppy blend. I need something with a little more meat in it. I didn't say it was dog food, just that you probably ate what at least those Shifty McGee thought was supposed to be his food. <laughs> I I know that this has not been a whiskey-heavy episode, but I got to tell you something real quick. While we were on vacation, my wife took a picture of Waffle, and then she, she showed me the picture, and she goes, zoom in on Waffle's face. And he had the shifty eye where you could see the white under his eye where he was looking up and kind of like giving her that stink eye. And she's like, you can't show that picture to Zeke. <laughs> I called it the first time I saw that damn dog. Poor shifty. I mean, I said it day one. It's not like I suddenly latched onto this theory. <laughs> I, I know. I know. What do you think about this whiskey? Now that we're 20, hopefully I can edit this down a little bit. Uh, well, I was going to say, i check these folks out if I'm uh, fortunate enough to make it out to, to Tahoe to ski this year. I did get my early bird passes in this past weekend, so I don't know. We'll see if I make it out there. I Skiing or no skiing, I really want to go visit Frey Ranch. I'm not lying. I would love to get out there and spend some time on the farm and check them out and do a proper interview with them. Oh, my uncle lives out there. He's just getting older, and then uh, my cousin, I found out she's going to have a kid right around that time. So I don't think she's going to be skiing any this season. So I don't know. Either way, <laughs> nose wise, I thought it reminded me of um, like the wood chip. I think it's called like potpourri for lack of better words, but it's stuff you, you smell it in the fall. Um, I remember certain folks growing up, their mom would have it. Like when you walked in the house in the foyer or just outside the dining room, like a plate full of these, you know, wood chips that were, you know, fall colors and the, they had a scent that came off it that kind of matched. And like I said, I think it was called potpourri. If it's something else, I apologize. But that, that's just kind of what I pick up here. Palette wise, uh, the two main things I really picked up were both bitter citrus rind 
as well as red apple. The the bitter citrus definitely came in over the top, and the the red apple was a little bit behind it and and not quite as uh, as dominant, I guess. Moving toward the back, did pick up a few traces of um, you know a very faint but uh, kind of a sweet and rich malt characteristic that came through, and also there's a little bit of heat toward the back end. I definitely felt like the the kind of overall feel for this was that it was very citrus forward. As far as citrus, it would be much more in the connotation of the rind and the peel and not what most of us think is when we peel open a fruit and just get the uh, the nectar in the middle. Yeah, I got cherry and citrus, especially in the nose, but I thought the grain did a very good job of coming in, that rye and wheat. It was like a cereal bread vibe. Funny enough on the nose, and this is a funny note, I almost got a little bit of Worcestershire sauce. That's a little ambiguous. <laughs> I mean, it's very specific. I don't think it's ambiguous. I think it's the opposite of ambiguous. Nobody's recipes are the same for Worcestershire. It's one of those things. Like everybody does their own. Oh, like Leah and parents. How about that? No, I mean, I know what you're saying. I, I, I'm just also saying like Worcestershire is almost like Brunswick stew in a sense of somebody says it and it has this term that's supposed to apply to what you're getting. But at the same time, it's like a Pandora's box because everybody and their brother literally has their own, you know, interpretation or way of making it, you know, however you want to look at it. I don't know. Like, I feel like the ones that you buy at the store are pretty consistent, but I could be wrong. The taste I get surprisingly a good amount of oak on this four-year whiskey, but it goes down easy. Not a lot of burn. I agree with a lot of your sentiment on the taste, you know, because I am the resident mouthfeel expert. I think this one coach throat and your mouth pretty well you know it's a 90 proof so i don't expect it to be super thick but this was not a thin 90 proofer i it just i thought it was an easy sipper it's a good pour at 50 bucks there's not much for me to say that is bad about this i love a craft whiskey that is putting things out well and i just think it it's kind of cool to see what they're doing yeah i mean Especially in the context of being a craft, I, I never got that vibe from the nose or the palate for sure, especially as far as some of the, just the commonalities you'll get between kind of the way some of those, if, granted, I don't know what size barrels these folks use, but the ones that do use the, the smaller barrels definitely seem to always kind of have a certain like feel or vibe to them that translates into the profile as well. I didn't get that here at all. I, I kind of wonder where it would be at a higher proof as far as which of the elements of the mash bill w- would show a little more. I can't remember what percent you said what was the wheat, but I know remember there's definitely some wheat in there at only four years. I don't feel like it's the, the wheat's probably at a point of really showing itself too well right now. Definitely not a bad product at all. And I'm probably less of a fan of these the same way I don't like IPA type beers. To me, that kind of dry parching almost citrus flavor doesn't really overly appeal to me but clearly there are got to be a ton of folks that do enjoy that if nothing else by the amount of ipas that are sold every single damn day yeah but i enjoyed this one i thought it was really cool and i just love the farm to glass thing about it you know like that interests me a lot the fact that they're actually growing the grains there and doing the bottling and 
doing the distilling and just everything about it. I think it's kind of cool to be self-contained and I like that they're sustainable. And, you know, obviously if you care about sustainability, normally that's a, a reason to up the price on it and say that, well, all these sustainable things we do cause the price to be a little bit higher and for them to put out a solid craft whiskey at four years at 50 bucks, my hat's off to them. Yeah. I mean, at the four year mark, like I said, I, I think toying around with the proof might reveal some, uh, some differences in the profile but definitely is on the right track and nothing seemed just off-putting or uh, I'd, I'd have you know nothing would give me reservations on recommending someone to try it, that's for sure i completely agree with you on messing with the proof i would love to see what happens when they mess with the proof a little bit more but we will continue to follow them and figure out what they're doing in the future i would love to to see what happens here moving forward so my hat's off to you thank you for giving me a new wallet Frey ranch that had no bearing on my review whatsoever i think when we find a craft brand that's doing it well we want to celebrate those people and those distilleries and those companies but i am a buy on this at 50 bucks i'm somewhere between buy and bar because i wouldn't have a problem definitely recommending anyone to try it I don't know if I would necessarily have to make this an addition to my own, but you know, if you can uh, figure out how to get some skis or a snowboard in those big feet of yours, uh, they would get out there. <laughs> Find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.